I'm Grant. And I'm Elena. And welcome to a History Honey Supplemental. The podcast where a married couple catches up on stuff from an episode in the past. That's right. And because it's not a real episode, I don't have to do a joke right now. What? <laughs> I'm not okay with this. <laughs> if you haven't listened to episode 8 on the Magic Kingdom... Very little of what you're about to hear will make sense, so please go back and listen to it. Uh, what happened is our regular email prompts became very, very popular, so there were a lot of good letters that we just didn't have time for, so here they are. We also had so much information that uh, I, I had to snip out some uh, uh, conversations for time, but I thought they were very interesting and, and wanted to share them with you. So that's going to be the, the second bit of this here supplemental. It's uh, letters and outtakes. Uh, and before we get started on that, thing you might be interested in that has to do with our episode, um, the next TCM Disney Vault Night, which is a wonderful evening of old Disney things on TCM, is going to be Thursday, September 8th. Two days from now. Two days. And they are showing Disneyland Around the Seasons, which is the first... Uh, episode of The Wonderful World of Color that aired after Walt Disney's death. Um, it had a tour of Disneyland, uh, features that would go on to inspire the Magic Kingdom. So that would be a really cool thing to check out if you are mm -hmm. able to. Uh, it's archival footage and, uh, the guy can put on a show, which is why he did it for years and years. <laughs> so let's get to the mail. So we actually had a lot of people write in about the same thing. They were all very convinced it was what I was going to talk about. Yeah. What What was it, dear? They all thought I was going to talk about Action Park. I didn't know about Action Park. Seems like I should have. <laughs> it's right up my alley, but I didn't. All of them had one thing in common, which was mentioning the short-lived cannonball loop. What were they thinking? What were they thinking when they built this thing? So it is a really long water slide that went straight into a loop 15 feet in diameter. Yeah, that's... Because that's what you do with just a body in a tube. You make it go through a loop. That's not how physics works. <laughs> just looking at the picture of it is terrifying. We had emails from Colin, Rich, Jamie, and Brian who all mentioned that. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Go Google a picture of yes. it if you don't know what it looks like. Uh, Action Park was a, a New Jersey water park that... Uh, luckily for the human race, has closed. Yeah. But it has a long-running track record of uh, unsafe practices. People suffering numerous injuries on there. People getting stuck in that thing. Brian, who is also one of the people who mentioned that, told us about other incidents at Action Park. Between 1980 and 1987, six people died on other rides there. That's almost um, one a year, which is really high for a water park. Apparently three in a wave pool. And then there was like... <laughs> How big were these waves? One guy who fell out of a kayak on an imitation whitewater river stepped on a piece of metal that was somehow connected to exposed electric wiring. So he died. So he died, and it injured several of his family members. It's a good thing this place is closed. Uh, thank you, State of New Jersey, for finally getting your act together. <laughs> Rich also mentioned uh, that they really liked the Shockwave ride at Six Flags uh, here in Illinois, which was shut down and replaced by the Superman ride. I probably would have really liked it, too, because Be I don't like Superman ride. That thing's <laughs> terrible. 
I love it. No, it's horrible. It it makes you ride on your stomach and <laughs> no. Jamie also mentioned a ride at uh, Bush Gardens, the Verbolten, a German-themed roller coaster um, <laughs> with colorful cars modeled after classic convertibles. How German can the theme be? Do, do you get a pretzel at the end? Uh, oh, no, pretzel loops, but they give you a sausage. This thing sounds pretty cool, though, because he said that it like, begins pleasantly you're in a tunnel like on a hillside but then i like everything goes dark and suddenly it stops and there's a jump scare and then like the car drops to a lower track and you like shoot out into the sunlight and go up a hill and then you think it's all over but then you fly up like another hill and then it's over and they're just like avita zane it sounds really neat and messed up it sounds pretty cool (laughs) i want to go on that someday and we were also asked by Jamie, what is our favorite Elvis Costello songs? So what's yours? Uh, I got to go with Red Shoes because it's so goofy and silly. You do like that I song. love it so much. What's so funny about Peace, Love, and Understanding? So basic. Deal with it. I bought you tickets to see him a few years yes. ago. I can like what song Thank I like. Thank you, dear. <laughs> Thank the one you. concert that wasn't just because I wanted to go. Thank you, uh, Brian, Jamie, Rich, and Colin for sending us those emails. Mm -hmm. Action Park isn't the only thing our listeners agree on. Uh, In addition to Rich, there are a few others who have favorite rides at Six Flags Great America in Gurney, Illinois, including Joshua and Brian, a different Brian. Joshua's is Raging Bull, which is a a roller coaster that's sort of standing-ish. Yeah, it's very, very angled seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really fun. But uh, his thoughts first went to the Little Dipper, which was uh, originally from a park called Kitty Land, which closed and is now at Six Flags Great America. I like ones that move from place to place because they, they just sort of carry their legacy with them. I mean, it's cool, but it usually makes me go, ooh, that's going to hurt. <laughs> You're worried about the, the, like, 60 years of maintenance? Yeah, because, you know, there's a lot of pain that comes with older roller coasters mm-hmm. and rides. They mm-hmm. don't run as smooth. They hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Joshua. Uh, Brian's uh, favorite amusement park ride is The Demon at Six Flags Great America, which uh, the, the time we went, we were warned away from it by our friend who said not to ride because We'd end is, up in pain. Yeah. <laughs> In her opinion, at least, it's not very well maintained. It's, it's not as smooth as it was back in the day. Yeah. But uh, the, the demon was originally called Turn of the Century and the first in the world to have a double corkscrew. And there was a, a sort of uh, satanic panic backlash to its devilish theme when it, when it became the demon. Of course, that's not the only thing it's known for. Uh, back in 1998... 23 people were stuck on the ride for about two hours upside down. Nope. 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 (laughs) Nope. (laughs) So thank you, Brian. And we're happy to give you something to talk about and uh, kill time on your flights. Bellathon sent us an email. Uh, Well, not their favorite, perhaps. Uh, The amusement park ride that they remember the most is Splash Mountain. It was one of the first rides they had ever been on. And one of those of the few that they could wear their glasses on, so they actually got to see it. <laughs> Man, do 
I understand. Well, do we understand? No, no, just me, not no, you. No, I used to... I did not get contacts till I was 14. I understand. <laughs> okay, all right. Spent most of my youth not seeing anything <laughs> while riding rides. Thank you, Bellafon. We got a letter from Ian, who uh, is a first-time rider, not to be confused with the other Ian. Ian enjoys listening to the show with their mother, which is so cute, uh, but wanted to tell us about the uh, Giant Dipper in Santa Cruz, California, one of the oldest roller coasters in the world, opening up in 1924, uh, because the roller coaster was a pretty new concept. Uh, at the time, a lot of people didn't want to ride it for fear that the cars would just slide right off the track and plummet to the ground. You can also see it in the opening scene of The Lost Boys, uh, which was largely shot in Santa Cruz. Every time Ian rides the Giant Dipper, he just thinks for a second about Kiefer Sutherland riding a motorcycle in the very walkway that he uh, uh, walked down to get there. Thanks for writing. Bob sent us an email with a funny story about an amusement park ride that always makes them smile. You laughed about this one because you said it's something that we would do. Um, so many years ago, Bob and his wife went with a group of other people to an amusement park. And she's not a big fan of rides. But they convinced her to go on one of the drop towers. And uh, she she wasn't a big fan. <laughs> Proceeded in saying some motions. And then uh, punched him in the arm after the ride. I probably, like, the punching's probably what I would do. Yeah. Ever since then, uh, Bob points out every drop tower and suggests she rides it again, which is also what you would do. You are both of these people. I am both of these people. <laughs> I also really like rides, but there's just a few, like, you being like, let's go on that Ferris wheel. I'd be like, no! Hit ya. But yeah, so thanks, Bob. Got Thank a good chuckle Bob. out of that. Yes. <laughs> uh, Michael writes to us about uh, Noah's Ark at Kennywood Amusement Park in West Mifflin, Pennsylvania. Uh, it was built in 1936 and has been running ever since. Michael's most familiar with the 1996 version that begins with an elevator taking you to Noah's Ark, which then crashes. You go through a glass-bottomed room with fake skeletons. Uh, in the Ark proper, it's sort of a fun house, haunted house, that has animatronics both intentionally and unintentionally terrifying. <laughs> the most messed up ride. I want to experience this. <laughs> Recently, in, in 2015, they rolled back the clock to the original 36 version, and Michael hasn't uh, gotten a chance to, to check it out with his own eyes since. But now you go through a whale's mouth instead of a spooky elevator. Did they think Jonah was on the Ark? Are they getting the, these things confused? Maybe. Uh, anyway, you'll have to take that up with management, Michael. Thanks for writing. RJ wrote us about uh, a ride that why they like it is for the nostalgia behind it. The Minnesota State Fair ends every summer, and there's nothing to them that means more than State Fair than the giant slide. Giant slide being big slide that you yeah. ride the... Um, if, if you've been to any State Fair, I'm sure you've seen one. Or some have different ones. The, the traditional ones have the burlap itchy sacks. Yes. Minnesota is down with the burlap. It's been around since 1968 and is one of the most popular attractions at the Minnesota State Fair. And RJ says doesn't think he's missed a trip in 20 years. I personally am also kind of scared of that ride. <laughs> Ever since a kid, I just like always thought, well, what, what if like you slide off the sack and then you just get like 
a floor burn across your entire leg the whole way down. Mm-hmm. I have weird things about simplistic rides. Yeah, yeah. You'll, the you'll... more likely chance I have of actually dying, the better I'm with it. <laughs> You're all about Goliath, but a Ferris wheel. Whoa. <laughs> Anyways, thank you, RJ. Thank you, RJ. Uh, that brings us to Kyle's letter. Uh, Kyle says some very, very nice things about the show and uh, various other projects that, that the two of us have been on. But uh, he enjoys haunted houses, the the DIY nature of it, the, these volunteer amateur actors trying to spook you, or just complex animatronic wild rides, the, the, the top-tier four-diamond spook house experience. The best one he's ever been to involved a skeleton driving a full-size cab over semi-truck at you with its brights on and the horn blaring. That That's a budget they got that's, there. That is quite a budget. But his favorite single ride is the Cannonball at Lake Winnipesaukee in Rossville, Georgia. Uh, because on June 4th, 1955, an operator forgot to engage a brake that prevents the trains crashing into one another. Uh, some folks were injured, but there were no deaths or any major injuries. And the park, outside of some memories that uh, people like himself have of it actually occurring, he could only find one instance of someone talking about it. Uh, a forum post on Sports Today back in 1995. <gasps> Perhaps there was a cover-up from this strangely routine amusement park mishap. Woo! Hey, sometimes. New World don't Order. They're going to get you. Bad publicity. And he caps the email off with a uh, pretty cool uh, episode suggestion. So thank you, Kyle. Paul writes in to uh, tell us that his favorite attraction isn't uh, of the mechanical variety at all, but the fortune teller. Paul's kind of biased because his mother is one at Dreamland Margate, a uh, seaside amusement park in Britain. She does tarot readings, palmistry, crystal ball gazing, the the whole nine yards. Uh, Dreamland Margate itself has a pretty interesting history. uh, Being so old, it charts the development of amusement parks back from just being a, a collection of interesting stuff by the sea to uh, getting inspired by Coney Island and building uh, the oldest operational roller coaster in the UK and one of the world's oldest called the Scenic Railway, which is oddly pleasant considering (laughs) it's competing against things called like the demon we talked about earlier. So thank you for your letter and all of your words of encouragement. Thanks, Paul. Ian, different, different Ian, the returning Ian, the returning Ian, wrote us that their favorite amusement park attraction is the arcade. Uh, not just, like, the video arcade, but the old version of it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, which actually started here in Chicago uh, in 1893 at the Columbian Exposition. Uh, Ian also gave us a lot of really cool information um, about the changes in what an arcade has been mm-hmm. over the years of... Originally being a midway housing, like mechanical games, to becoming, uh, you know, a place for video games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's gone to the wayside as more and more people now have video games within their homes. They don't have to go elsewhere for that. So it's a really interesting topic. So thank you, Ian. Thanks, Ian. We got a letter from Leanne who name checks uh, Haunted Mansion in Disneyland, but. Her absolute favorite ride 
was the Rocky Mountain Railroad in Callaway Park, uh, where she worked for a time. She enjoys the, the, the Rocky Mountain Railroad because it wasn't the fastest or the most exciting, but it gave the ride operator a chance to just sit down and chill. You got off the, the hot asphalt and got a breeze in your face. And I can imagine standing out in the sun all day with screaming people who are over-caffeinated, underfed, and worried about paying for parking. You can use a working break like that. So thank you, Leanne. Thank you. And thank you to everybody who wrote in. Again, our email address is... Uh, HistoryHoneysPodcast at gmail.com And uh, our upcoming email prompt is uh, Favorite Public Speech. But feel free to write about anything and everything. And if you'd like to shoot us a message on social media, where can they find us? You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at History Honeys. Would you like there to would, be an Instagram? Yeah. Would Would you guys use it? <laughs> would you view it? Because we can make that happen if you want it to happen. If you're not going to look at it, though, what's the, what's point? the point? So let us know. Now, the rest of the episode you're going to hear is, like I mentioned at the top, some outtakes, uh, some conversations that were cut down or even completely cut out. Uh, so here's those bits that we think are still worth sharing, but you, you got to make hard decisions if you're going to make uh, a 90-minute episode out of, out of the uh, uh, marathon we, we had. <laughs> so uh, the first thing you're going to hear is us talking about the relative sizes of the Magic Kingdom and Disney Hollywood Studios Park. And then you're going to hear us chat about the Utilidors. And then uh, our clips that I remembered to include context in. So I don't have to introduce them. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we'll see you on the other side of that. Enjoy. Bye. Bye. Kind of surprised it was bigger than... that it's smaller than uh, Hollywood Studios? Uh, it's probably bigger right now in usable area. In usable area. that's a different episode. In, in what they were using, however. <laughs> um, I think Hollywood Studios is like 138 or something. Sure. Yeah. Random facts. Random information. And if you get taken to the legendary Disney jail... That, that's through the Utilidors, too. Yes. And, like, cast members, because they're not employees, they're cast members. Like, they don't get to just walk out the front door and go to their car. They have to go, like, through the tunnel mm-hmm. onto a tram that takes them to their car in a special employee parking lot. It's also at a few other parks that have been built since. Uh, Epcot has a version of it. I think Hollywood Studios has a small version and then a couple overseas Parks sure. have versions of it, um, all very different for the needs of the park. On a mountaintop in Tennessee, green estate in the land of the free, raised in the woods so he knew every tree, built him a bar when he was only three. Davy, Davy Crockett, king of the wild frontier. Walt Disney World Railroad Main Street USA Station. Was that the only station it had on opening yes. day? Yes. So it was just a loop? Yes. Do you uh, know? Yeah. The uh, analog, because just about every Disneyland or Magic Kingdom style park has a train that circumnavigates it, mm-hmm. including Tokyo Disneyland, except it doesn't go all the way around. 
and it only has the one station because by like Japanese law, if it had more than one station, uh, the way every other uh, Disney train, D- Disney parks train does, they would have to uh, operate it as like a real commercial train with tickets uh. and like national safety regulations. Uh. So like closing automatic doors and everything. It would be treated the same as like, uh, it, it would be held to the same standard as like the Tokyo subway or the uh, intracity. They don't have just fun trains. trains. So like the, what? The, the way to avoid that is to have it station. with one stop. Cause then it's basically a slow flat roller coaster. So it just like goes <laughs> in a circle and comes back and you get off it. Yeah. Okay. So you're saying that on opening day, the uh, magic kingdom, a train was exactly the same way. Yes. But just because they hadn't built the other ones, not because of Japanese national law. Yeah. Okay. The mice were the horses, weren't they? Who was the footman? The footman was the dog. The dog. Yeah, the mice were the horses. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, the horse was the other, like, the driver? Yeah, which is pretty messed <laughs> up. Like, you already got a horse. Well, turn the mice into the people. But that horse doesn't look as fancy. Make the horse a better-looking horse. He made her dress a better-looking dress. <laughs> Bibbidi-bobbidi-boop. <laughs> In 2010, it no longer was Cinderella's golden carousel. It became Prince Charming's regal carousel. And they came up with, like, this whole... Th- like story for it right yeah like it's a carousel that he bought to practice his jousting but still be at home or something something it was elaborate and unnecessary much like all the stories for rides i was kind of like yeah you can name it prince charming he doesn't have anything named after him sure cinderella's got a castle he can have a carousel (laughs) that's probably the real reason (laughs) It's the men's rights carousel, yes. <laughs> I guess he can have something so no one forgets he exists. Because no one really cares about Prince Charming, let's be honest. He doesn't even have a name. You know who, who they care about even less? That prince from Sleeping Beauty. Wait, who? But I don't remember I don't... there being a prince in that movie. There were three fairies and there was a witch. How was he even... He was Prince... I think you're just making this up. He had some stupid name. Prince Charming, then there was like Prince... Prince Philip. thought he had some other name. Like he was Prince Philip, but I thought he had some other like... Charming type crap. Prince Dreamy. I was never charmed by that prince. (laughs) He never did it. Spoke. (laughs) There you go. He fought a dragon, but he never like spoke... Sleeping Beauty is so beautiful, and that is such a boring quack. movie. You can put a quack there. Yeah, that, that makes it two in the last five minutes. <laughs> one, one apiece, we're good. And we are the sons, yes, we are the sons, the sons of liberty. I was reading about the restaurant. It's not that this is history right now, but that... History is made every day here. <laughs> Apparently, it's... An all-you-can-eat place, but you, like, pick your entree. So you can just, like, eat as much as you want of your entree. You can, like, ask for as many, like, helpings as you want of it. So, like, everything is a Friday night fish fry. Yeah. Okay. Like, whatever you order, you can get more of if you want. 
all-you-can-eat pancake breakfast and also anything else we serve at breakfast and the other meals as well. Which also seemed very confusing to people because they're like, wait, what? When you say all-you-can-eat, I think like Liberty Tree Tavern where you just bring me food and I eat it and I can ask for more. So it is It is exactly the same, but you make a decision at the you beginning ha- yeah, of the night. Yeah, you have to decide yeah. what you want. It's and not then, that like, different. Well, then you have to keep eating the same thing, though. You don't get to try something different. you got to stick with the same thing. I suppose there's it's like. That. Olive Garden and their never-ending pasta bowl, and you gotta stick with the same pasta, so what's the point? No one wants five plates of the same pasta. So, the Diamond Horseshoe (laughs) is now, uh, Disney presents the Olive Garden. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) All the birds sing, word, and the flowers croon. In the jiggy-jiggy-jiggy-jiggy-jiggy room. The Mike Fink keelboats, you mentioned those, are no longer there. You are correct, those are gone. They were small boats that went around, like, the rivers of America theme to Davy Crockett. Those closed in 2001. I imagine that's got to be a weird, like, uh, insurance thing. You're just letting people loose on boats? Yeah. I think there was a driver. Like, you didn't just get on a boat. Okay. Like, they didn't even let people on the swan boats that used to exist by themselves. That, like, which is actually kind of why they had to close those, is because they only held a couple people and every boat needed an operator. Okay. I'm pretty sure the keelboats, like, had an operator... And then you're sat in them. Same thing with the canoes that used to exist. They had an operator, okay. even though they were like op- they were canoes, but there's still a person on them telling you what to do. The uh, which you know there's actually um, two riverboats for a little while. Huh. Yeah. That so, big a draw, really. So that that boat is not the original. Okay. There was another one that was the original, and then they added that one on. And the original one was going supposed to be refurbished. Well, it ended up, like, getting dropped in its refurbishment dry dock. Like, the crane or whatever, like, dropped it and it got broken. And they decided, you know, we really don't need two riverboats. We can't, like, use them at the same time. Let's just not fix it. And the one that's there now was the, like, supposed to be the second one and is now just the one. It also was not originally called the Liberty Bell. It had a different name. Wasn't going to talk about that one, but might as well tell you. It did close, though. And it was moved to Tokyo Disneyland. Ah, ah, ah. But did you know that there are still several characters from the Mickey Mouse Review still at Walt Disney World? There are. There are. The three caballeros who are featured in uh, the Mickey Mouse Review, those same animatronics, have recently moved to the boat ride in the Mexico Pavilion at Epcot. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. That's cool. liked no yeah because like the mood was uh we're gonna update this classic thing the original audio animatronic show yeah with all of these uh what had become timeless hits from like the the polynesian tiki craze yeah and some actual like folk songs yeah and like now we're gonna throw that out and sing a gloria estefan Double header. Yeah. Which is great, sure, but I 
And no one wants to listen to Gilbert Godfrey. That, I think, is the big thing. (laughs) That's the big one. No one wants to listen to that. But, uh, I... There is a thing about Disney nerds that they, I, I think they share in common with nerds of every stripe. Uh-huh. Uh, a, a resistance to change and a real connection to the way things are when they first got there. If you ever see a Disney nerd talk about uh, when they fell in love with the parks, right? Uh-huh. It's either their first time as a kid or their first time going with their kid. Uh-huh. Which is, that's really powerful memories. That's like the, the hardest hitting kind of nostalgia. Why do we think I'm so, like, crushed about the electric light parade? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not saying this to be denigrating. I'm just saying that th- this is a behavior. So the people who pay attention to these sorts of changes, when the, the new show uh, has the implicit message of, that's old and dated, the new way is new and improved, it can feel like an attack to these people. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Disney has personally attacked me within the past month. <laughs> in the tiki 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 room, in the tiki 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 room, all the birds sing word and the flowers croon, in the tiki 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 room. Never give up a copyright if you can sell merchandise. It is the Walt Disney World way. <laughs> Did you know that there are rumors that there will be costumed Dreamfinder and Figment in Tomorrowland? (laughs) The the rumor I saw mentions that it would specifically be their uh, comic book Disney Kingdom's line from Marvel designs. I'm still okay with that! So, like, skinny Dreamfinder, not not tubby Dreamfinder. That's okay! That's okay! (laughs) Figment... Aw, I hope it's true. We'll find out in a few months, I guess, uh, whatever timeline it takes for rumors to become announcements. They should get the the girl who writes the Epbot blog's uh, husband <laughs> to, like, make the costume, because he has a really good cosplay of that. I mean, I, I think she did half the work, probably. Uh, he, they, te- they, they, they do stuff together. Do they split up or do they collaborate more often? Um, They collaborate a lot. Okay, but not in this case. I, th- I think that was like his baby. Ah, okay. I think they, they have like their baby projects for themselves, but then they like do a lot of stuff together too. So you're telling me that married couples sometimes do hobbies together and, uh-huh. they, and they make something that neither could have on their own? Uh-huh. Hmm. <laughs> baby... Uh, Mission to Mars was the first uh, Disney uh, park attraction to become a feature film, to inspire a feature film. Oh. It was awful. What, was it called Mission to Mars? It was called Mission to Mars. Oh. It's, uh, it stars Gary Sinise as an astronaut who does not get to go to... No, who does get to go to Mars, because I think it came after Apollo 13. Who's him making up for it? I might be getting the order of those films wrong, but yeah. The seed in our home, and boys, let it grow where all can see. Feed it with our devotion, boys, call it the Liberty Tree. It's a tall old tree and a strong old tree. And we are the sons, yes, we are the sons, the sons of Liberty. In 2003 and in 2004, Stitch's Great Escape opened. 
which a lot of people were very upset about. It's I think it's the most hated attraction maybe in the entire Disney World complex. And I don't really get it. Like, I mean, it's not super awesome, but quite frankly... I was creeped out enough about like the the like air puffs that were made it seem like stuff was crawling on me and May- the, maybe it that's, was scary. It was kind of scary. Maybe that's the point. Like the the divide between the Stitch character, which is lighthearted, gross out humor, and being sad about dead parents, and then being freaked the heck out, <laughs> but by all the effects left over from the intentionally very spooky ride. Yeah, it was. It was. It was a bit scarier than you would think Stitch would be. But then at the same time, it was trying to, like, capture Stitch when he was experiment. When when he was a destructive monster. Yeah, and not when he was... The fat man was being... When the the fat alien was being prosecuted for war crimes just for thinking him up. Yeah. (laughs) Not not when he was, this is my family. Can I say bye? And you're all like... "Ah." What was that? Nothing. Do it again. Do it again. I said I do. He's so good at that. Then we have the Grand Prix Raceway. Do we have to have it? I have good news, though, about it. Good history news. It will make you happy. All right. Let's start at the beginning, though. Okay. At the beginning, it was 3,118 feet long. 3,118 feet of burning rubber. Now? <laughs> Screaming steel. Now? It's 2,119 feet. It is smaller. <laughs> it is less torturous time. If we wait... It takes up less space. If we wait another 45 years, it might not be there at all. Yes! A- anyway, let- let's explain what this is. Uh, so, it-, it is the worst ride ever. It's sort of like go-karts. <laughs> But they but go, not? like, three miles an hour, but they're still just as loud and just as smelly. And, and you don't actually get to, like, steer. Steer. Because it's on a little track. It's on a track, but you kind of have to steer. Otherwise, you just bang from one side to another, but you can't actually steer. And there's not much at all to look at on the way. And it smells really bad, and it's really loud, and it's not fun. It's really not. It might have been fun in 1971. I don't know build something there. Know what they do? Hmm. Place it with electric cars. Yeah. Tomorrowland Tesla Speedway. Yeah. That'd be cool. <laughs> you know, if they would have gotten around to doing this like 15 years ago, they could have just had segways for people to try out. <laughs> it's a world There was the Skyway. Okay. Skyway, which, you know, it's like... Gondolas. Gondolas that took you from one part to another part and back. So, yeah, from uh, sort of the north... It's like Tomorrowland to Fantasyland. Right. But more specifically, like the the northwest corner and the southeast. You sort of get a diagonal cross-park view. Yep. So that, that existed and no longer exists. They got rid of it. They left, like, the one, I think the Tomorrowland building is now bathrooms. Yeah, the, the Tomorrowland station always had bathrooms in the bottom. Yeah. But now that's all it is. It's that's just all a it really is. big building for some bathrooms. I believe they kind of redid it, though. Like, they finally got rid of the, like, 
where the gondola things used to go into the top, and now it's just one story bathroom thing. Mm-hmm. The Fantasyland one. Right. This is what we need to talk about. That building got completely demolished. Uh huh. And replaced by the best best bathrooms ever. <laughs> I love those bathrooms. They, they are themed to the film Tangled. Uh huh. And they're amazing. <laughs> they're so awesome. I purposely would go out of my way to use that bathroom because it was beautiful. Like, the outside area is, like, this courtyard, like, you are in from, the town. Yeah, from, like, the festival montage. Behind it is Rapunzel's Tower. They're, the bathrooms are painted all, in, like, with Rapunzel's paintings. While the men's room is very Flynn Rider aesthetic. Yes. They're amazing. You're, you're going to have to take my word for it, dear. <laughs> One day I will see it. Just <laughs> <laughs> get a fake mustache or something? I'll figure it out. Okay. That's really all I wanted to say about the Skyway. Let's talk about the the tangled theme bathroom. Yes. Give me a hug. (laughs) It just had to be said. Man has a dream and that's the start. He follows his dream with mind and heart. And when it becomes a reality, it's a dream come true for you and me. So there's a great big beautiful tomorrow. Shining at the end of every day, there's a great big beautiful tomorrow, just a dream away. Carousel Progress is really the only tomorrowy thing in Tomorrowland these days. You've got uh, Monsters, Inc. That's not real science. No. Got Stitch. Nope. Buzz Astro- Lightyear. Nope. As- Astro Orbiter. Yeah, you've got Fast Dumbo, <laughs> and you've got... Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Space Mountain? Space Mountain. Space Mountain's great. It's not Tomorrowy. It's it... Character dance party? Like, <laughs> Tomorrowland as it is, is science fiction except for Carousel of Progress. Yeah. It's the one thing that's at all factual. There's Unle- a people mover. Unless you really believe in people movers. I really like that people mover. It's, it is great. <laughs> Hey, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed those bits. Did you enjoy those bits, dear? Well, yeah, it was mostly me rambling for all of it. <laughs> this is what happens. <laughs> I have issues of staying on topic. You're lovely. We all love you. Oh, okay. So if you enjoyed uh, this little supplemental, cool. And if you enjoy our show at all, please give us a rating and review on iTunes or uh, Stitcher, whatever podcatcher you use. Or let your friends know. That you enjoy listening to us. Word of mouth helps so much. Or both. Get us from both Both. ends. You can never do too many things. (laughs) I'm Elena. And I'm Grant. And history's better with with your honey. honey.